0: News Talk 1110-993-WBT, hour number two, Pete Callender Show, 704-570-1110 and 1-800-WBT-1110. Yeah, yeah, good news. We have identified the car used in the DNC uh, pipe bombing attempt. Remember that? I mean, it's been a while. It's been a minute or so, but yeah, it was January 6th, remember? Somebody planted some pipe bombs at the Democrat National Committee and the Republican National Committee headquarters on January 6th. So they apparently have identified, the FBI identified the car. Like a while ago, like almost immediately, apparently. Apparently. But And they don't want to tell anybody that what the car is. Which is weird. Kind of weird. A little weird, right? Tristan Justice at The Federalist reporting, quote, The FBI is continuing to stonewall congressional oversight of the agency's investigation into a pair of pipe bombs. Found at the DNC and the RNC on January 6th. House Republicans this week on the Judiciary Committee re-upped their demands for a comprehensive briefing on the two-year-old case over which the FBI has refused transparency. Earlier this month, an FBI whistleblower told the Washington Times that the Bureau had identified the vehicle that the suspect entered shortly after planting the bombs, but the FBI has not pursued the individual. It's kind of weird. It's weird, I think. Washington Times reports, quote, The FBI had surveillance video that showed the person entering a car with a visible license plate after exiting a metro stop in northern Virginia. Former FBI agent who worked on the case named Kyle Serafin told the paper That the agency tied whoever the person was that dropped the bombs with the cameras. They tied him with those cameras all the way through the train and getting into a car. And they got a license plate. Now, the two bombs, quote unquote, were inoperable. Julie Kelly, a senior writer at American Greatness, wrote, quote, as the FBI successfully rounded up. Hundreds of capital trespassers using sophisticated tools like geofence warrants. The trail of the pipe bomber went cold, despite federal law enforcement having posted a $50,000 reward and then later increased it to half a million dollars. Oh, you put a half a million dollar reward on somebody. Man, you really want to catch him, right? Well, then why aren't you really trying to catch him if you got the license plate number? And you got the car. What's the deal with that? Lawmakers gave the FBI until June 7th to give them a briefing. Um, In a a sort of related case here, um, we do know that a a neo-Nazi named Saeed Varshith Kandula, uh, a well-known neo-Nazi type of name, um, 19 years old, uh, attacked the White House and uh, just had his charges downgraded. So the alleged neo-Nazi, accused of ramming a rented U-Haul truck into uh, the White House security barriers, it's going to be held in federal jail pending a detention hearing next week. Sai Varshith Kandula, 19, appeared in a Washington, D.C. federal court where Magistrate Judge Robin Merriweather ordered he be jailed until a hearing next Tuesday. Kandula, from Missouri, but not really slammed the box truck that he had just rented upon arrival in DC slammed the truck into barriers along Lafayette square, just steps from the white house late Monday. He had allegedly planned the attack for six months. So, all right, first, so Mr. Candula, um, just moving forward, I don't know what will become of you, what your fate here uh, is going to be, but I would just submit to you that if this was your plan and it took you six months to develop this plan, you should definitely not look to uh, go into this line of work. This is obviously not a strong suit for you, um, because as far as I know, according to what he told authorities after he was arrested... um. His plan was to get to the quote get to the white house seize power and be put in charge of the nation. Okay so I want to make sure I've got this right. Step 1 I guess is you fly to Washington from Missouri. Okay? So you fly to DC and rent a U-Haul. Then you dr- uh, then you drive to the white house. And then you ram the the bollards. Right? The security posts that they have like stuck in the ground the concrete yeah the blockades your your idea is to rent a box truck which like as far as ramming vehicles go I'm not sure a box truck is the best truck to do that with but if you're going to Ram with a box truck I would submit you probably want to do it in reverse right did that make more sense because then because you hit it the first time which is what happened he rammed into these things and then he like, you do a whole bunch of damage, and that's the engine right there. And then it starts smoking, and, and he, he, he was able to put it in reverse, and then he tried to hit it again, and then it just died, so he got out. And um, that was the plan. So step one, fly to D.C. Step two, rent the U-Haul and uh, drive it to the White House and ram the White House. Uh, then that would be, what, step four, Something? And then step five, seize power and get put in charge of America. So, perfect plan. Perfect plan. I mean, aside for step four, I'm not really sure what that part was, like how you how you ram the bollards and then you seize the power. There seemed to be a bit of an operational gap right there. So... Uh, He was originally charged with threatening to kill, kidnap, or inflict harm on a president, vice president, or family member, as well as assault with a dangerous weapon, reckless operation of a motor vehicle, trespassing, and destruction of federal property. His federal charges, though, have since been downgraded to a single count of depredation of property of the United States in excess of $1,000. So, eh. I mean, it's good to see, at least, like it's not just us. You know, regular Joe Blow citizens uh, that are getting victimized by people that are getting let out with, you know, mere slaps on the wrist. It's also apparently uh, the president. If somebody is attacking the White House with a box truck with a terrible plan, um, I guess it's good that they, too, are going to suffer very, uh, very limited repercussions. Now, I will say he is not a U.S. citizen, this fella, not a U.S. citizen. Despite being stopped by the security barrier, he told investigators he was successful because he had hoped to send a message. Classic conspiracy theorist right there, right? Even when he fails, that's proof of his success. He allegedly said he knew he was going to get arrested, but it would get him publicity. Kandula allegedly went on to praise Nazism for its great history and their authoritarian nature, eugenics, and their one-world order, and when asked if he looked up to any leaders... He answered, Hitler, because he was a strong leader. There seems to be an uptick in the number of non-white white white supremacists. Have you noticed that? It's very weird. Hello, Jim. Welcome to the program.
1: Hey, Pete.
0: Hey, Jim. How are you? Talking
1: about the property tax. Yeah. A little historical perspective. I've been here about 70-something years. Uh... They've turned the property tax, Pete, into an income tax. Essentially, I call it a phantom income tax. Uh, you go back 50 years ago, basically they reassessed about maybe every 12 years. Well, as you can see now in the last 20, 25 years, they've reduced that down to as small as every four years. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Or if the market goes crazy, if it's even more, if the market gets superheated, they could do it even more regularly than that, I think.
1: Oh, really? I didn't know that. But, but uh, I'm in the process of, uh, of appealing mine, as I have every time I've gotten one of these. And um, I was told by the appraiser that I'm working with right now. He only uh, reviews the last twelve months as of the twelve thirty one twenty two ending year of the appraisal cycle. That's the appraisal cycle year. The government's actual county and state financial year ends in June thirty each year. So he said, "He's." Uh, I said, "You're going to go back four years, aren't you, for to to determine your comparable transactions." He said, "No, it's only the last twelve months of twelve thirty-one twenty-two. Further refining my humble opinion that the property tax has basically been converted to an income tax, but it's, but it's a phantom income, Pete. You, your your property may have gone up in value. Have you got all that money sitting in your bank account somewhere? Yeah, I would probably be, not.
0: No, I'd say it's probably more of like a uh, an imputed value tax, right?
1: Yeah, and yeah. Then, yeah, and then." And then, Pete, I think I heard you say you you understood the government had to raise all this money. Well, I contend, no, they don't, Pete. In in the year 2000, the state budget of North Carolina first accessed the $10 billion level. Mm-hmm. This year, right now, as we speak, we're looking at $30 billion at the state level of budget. And so in the last 20 years, essentially, the state budget has gone up should I say 200% or 300%, my income's not up 200 or 300% in the last 20 years. Yeah
0: but, you're in, right but, ne- yeah, but your income tax rate has been cut by the state in that same period.
1: Well, that's what they would say, Pete. Well, it's but true. I intend, being a lifelong North Carolinian, as the total tax structure this state assesses and counties is permitted to collect, the taxes are right up there in the top tier of any state in this country. Okay? I would,
0: yeah, well I don't I, I don't know what you're including in that and what you're comparing it to.
1: Well, seven percent sales tax, for example. That, if you go back just to the year two thousand, that was around four to five percent. When Terry Sanford started it back in the early sixties, I'll offer education. It started at two percent. So the state sales t- the
0: chain, state sales way. Okay, the state but the state sales tax is not seven percent.
1: Uh, no, it is four and three quarters, but right. each county does a minimum of two with certain of the big counties all the way up now to two and a quarter and two and a half, a la Wake and Mecklenburg. Sure. And even prepared food can take it above eight now, sure. especially in Charlotte-Mecklenburg. Right. So so we add all these things up, and the and the government, in this infinite wisdom, needs two or three times as much money in the last 20 years to give you back, Pete, you, the populace, what you need, i.e. $100 million school campuses, which are becoming very prevalent.
0: Okay, all right. Uh, Jim, Jim, we're all over the place. I'm way late for a traffic break. I appreciate the call. Like, I don't know what the, I don't know, like, from it i'm hoping that you will consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor there really is something for everyone at old grouch's military surplus in beautiful downtown clyde and online at old grouch.com email is pete at the pete Calendar show.com i do have some emails to get to did not mean to cut Jim off. Uh, I just I I wasn't sure. I mean, aside from just a, a very generalized rant about the cost of government and spending and all of the taxes, I didn't think that there was. I like Jim. I've known Jim for years. Like, I, I, but I didn't. I didn't get a sense of a focus, you know, of where we were going. <laughs> and so I was like I got to I got to pull the ripcord. I'm two minutes late for the traffic anyway, and it was just going on, but like a general rant about the the price of government the cost of government at, at all of the various levels yes i agree i don't know but i like i don't know what else to say about that I, I because my point was a more specific point about the preference of user taxes versus other forms of taxation and my very general point was about People ordering themselves in society in order to provide for common defense, for example, we order ourselves in society. Human beings have been doing this from the very beginning, and uh, and when you find the, the the mechanisms to do things like provide for the common defense, for example, right there there are ways that you can go about taxing for those things. And as a society becomes more wealthy because they are more secure, because that's what it's all about, you create the umbrella of security. You're able to then engage in free economic activity and everybody prospers, right? That's the idea. And, you know, the, the common defense is to prevent yourself from being invaded by foreign hostiles and to then po- also police and exact justice and make sure people are all following the rule of law and so they're not taking matters into their own hands and killing each other in the streets without evidence, right? That's the the, the most general concept. Um, And... and Jim's argument is that all of that stuff, they've gone way overboard, they do way too much, and they, and government costs too much. Oh, I agree. Government does too much. I am a limited government guy. Um, so let me see here. This is uh, John on the user tax. I agree with the toll lanes if they pay for themselves, but if tax money is used, then everyone has already paid for that road and should be able to use it. Sure. Yeah, I mean, if it, I agree if there's a if you're going to say like the with the private companies and such that say hey we'll build the road but then we get to you know reap the rewards of this uh this toll lane revenue i don't generally again without knowing specific details of every single specific case but the general concept i'm okay with that um the uh i got a couple of Oh, some people are asking about the the vehicle, the bomber vehicle. Was it Joe Biden's Corvette? That's no, it was not. But here's oh, good, thank you, Joseph. He sent a picture. Here is the picture of the vehicle. It is a it is a green van with no windows, late model, and it says "flowers by Irene." Flowers by Irene. Or by acronym, FBI. that makes sense. Oh, hey, real quick. Before I forget, Carolina Readiness Supply is prepping for its annual Heritage Life Skills event. It's coming up in July, and you can learn how to be better prepared and self-sufficient in the event of any emergency. Things like homesteading canning, water storage, radio communications, herbal remedies, home defense, fermenting vegetables, all sorts of stuff. This is what Carolina Readiness Supply does. For beginners, all the way to the most experienced preppers, Carolina Readiness Supply can help. Get your tickets now at carolinareadiness.com. That's carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply, will you be ready when the lights go out? That's not really Elon Musk following me on Twitter. It's so wrong. All right, uh, By the way, if you would like to follow me on Twitter, I try to follow everybody back that I think is a real person. So this person is not getting a follow back, but I try to follow everybody back. Um, so if you want if uh, you want to follow me on Twitter, at Pete Kaliner, and that's Calliner with a K-A-L-I-N-E-R. As I like to say, Twitter is where we do the wet work, a.k.a. gutting people, a.k.a. trolling. I do a fair amount of trolling. But it's all in good fun. It's to, you know, it's to drag the dumbasses. That's what we do. Like, that's that's it. That's it. I am there to disrupt narratives that others are attempting to calcify, right? When you see a story, it's breaking, and they're like, everybody's rushing to write the narrative, the first draft of history, and you get the Democrats in the media, but I repeat myself, that are all like, this is the story. And then I am there to leave a proverbial floater in a punch bowl to say, that's not the real story. You guys are doing this. And then I mock them. And then sometimes it actually works. If you can get enough traction, it actually disrupts the cycle. It's pretty fun. Um, oh, that's right, too. I forgot. Yeah. So here's a message on the Twitter machine. It's a Pete tweet from Kay Kelly. Don't forget, Pete, that if you are a law enforcement officer, you have to display the Nazi swastika flag that you pulled out of the U-Haul. You've got to display it on the ground for the media to photograph, <laughs> just like the classified top-secret files from Mar-a-Lago. Probably just a coincidence. That's true. The guy the guy that they pulled out of the U-Haul truck, um, what's his name? Saeed Varshith Kandula, uh, not an American citizen, 19 years old, apparently... Uh, Saeed Varshith Kandula is a neo-Nazi white supremacist and rented the U-Haul, rammed it into the White House, then ran around the back, opened up the the back of the truck and pulled out a uh, Nazi flag and laid it on the ground so everybody could photograph it. So everybody knows. And I think this coincidentally happened right at the same time uh, Joe Biden was saying that white supremacy is the number one threat. and And then we had the, We had the FBI guys with the blue polo shirts and the khakis covering up the faces, marching around uh, D.C. as well. So so there's that. Oh, and then there's this. This It's quite the interesting story. The Biden administration is doling out taxpayer money through an anti-terrorism grant initiative to a university program that has explicitly lumped the Republican Party as well as Christian groups, and conservative groups into the same category as Nazis. So once again, the Biden administration using taxpayer money, funding this quote, anti-terrorism grant initiative. Okay. So it's basically, give me a bunch of your money. (laughs) I'm just kidding. It's, It's print a bunch of fake money, and then we're going to dole it out as grants. And who gets the grants? well, Progressive organizations that paint conservatives as Nazis. So the media research center, conservative watchdog group obtained documents through the freedom of information act. And it shows department of Homeland security program that is meant originally was meant to fight terrorism is now funding a group whose work has explicitly targeted the American political right. But now I hear what you're saying. Oh, I, you're probably thinking already is like, oh, but Pete, you know, it's like they're probably going after groups that aren't even right wing or something. Wait, wait, but hang on. Wait until you hear what some of these groups are. All right, you tell me. Prager University, Heritage Foundation, right? I mean, they're basic, right? Yeah, I mean, these are the white supremacists of today, right? These, yeah, of course they. I mean, come on. When right, when you think Breitbart, they're actually level two. They're at level two because Fox News, they're at level one because it's a pyramid, don't you see? It's like a multi-level marketing thing. So everybody's in at the ground floor, you know, where you got to buy the kit and get in and all that, and then at the bottom there, and then you so you got Fox and you got Heritage and uh, I think Media Research Center is in that uh, that bottom tier as well. Then you go to the next level. Uh, next level, uh, now you're into Breitbart territory, and then you're into Hitler. Like, that's the next stage. There's actually this four, it's like Hitler's henchmen and then Hitler. Like, that's the that's the pyramid. And it's all right there. It's, it's like, so we're all tied together. Although talk radio, not mentioned. I don't know why. I mean, first they start talking about taking us out of the cars. We beat that back. And, um, <laughs> well, I mean, it's... There are a lot of people who don't even know AM radio exists. There are. There are a lot of people. Um, yeah, they're kids. So DHS has this program. It's called the Targeted Violence and Terrorism Prevention Grant Program, or as I like to call it, the TV. T-ug. Anyway, they provide various funds to various public, private, and nonprofit institutions such as universities and county governments and they use these grants to quote establish or enhance capabilities to prevent targeted violence and terrorism which makes sense because the program is called the Tavukutupa so with a name like that of course you're going to be targeting violence and terrorism preventing targeted violence and terrorism they've done they have awarded 80 grants 80 80 grants totaling almost $40 million. It was started by the Obama administration under a different name, and then the TvDPA was broadened and revamped by the Biden administration with a new focus on violent extremism and, you guessed it, white supremacy. By <mulheres> like Prager University. You're probably on a watch list if you watched one of Dennis Prager's videos. by the way, his dog died that that big fat bulldog yeah it was a cute dog. it would snore sometimes during his his podcast yes. um well they have a, those dogs have a breathing problems. okay so anyway the um, the grant one of the grantees, University of Dayton, <clears throat> which is in Dayton um, it has a program at the college called Prevents OH. There's a dash there, or else I would call it Prevenso, but it's not. There's a dash, which I think is because it's Ohio. dash ohio I don't know what it stands for. I don't care, but I do applaud them for actually making the acronym into a word. Um, DHS gave them $352,000 to, quote, draw on the expertise of the University of Dayton faculty to fight domestic violence, extremism, and hate movements. And then they uh, they did a big analysis on Antifa. Just kidding. They didn't do anything on Antifa. No, they actually got a guy from Antifa. Yeah. Who is now leading that all of the grant effort. Yeah, he's right. That's of course, he's the one that's going to lead the effort to root out the right wing extremism. The Antifa guy who sees everybody that's to the right of him as fascist. Sure. That makes sense, right? The university's grant application submitted to DHS linked in a footnote to a controversial Dayton conference where an academic researcher presented a chart that was titled Pyramid of Far-Right Radicalism. (music) Among the organizations and movements displayed on the pyramid were the Republican Party, the Heritage Foundation, American Conservative Union, Fox News, Breitbart News, the NRA, Prager University, Tea Party Patriots, the Make America Great Again movement, the pro-police Blue Lives Matter movement, as well as the Christian Broadcasting Network. You got to watch out for them. Those Christian broadcasters, man, I tell you what. The pyramid also included hate groups like The Base, a neo-Nazi paramilitary group, and The Daily Stormer, a pro-Nazi publication. See, because it all funnels right to them. Because when I think limited government, I think National Socialist Party. Duh. When I think the individual, I think the socialist collective. Right? When I, I think of racism, the lowest form of collectivism. Well, of course. It's totally the same thing. Don't you see that? In 2021, the University of Dayton held a seminar called Extremism, Rhetoric, and the Democratic Precarity. Featuring several experts on extremism, who compared mainstream conservatives to genocidal extremists. By the way, what do you think happens when you tell your followers for years after years after years that um that people who are of a limited government mindset and philosophy that that we want there to be genocide. What do you think you're inspiring your followers to do? I know we can't call it stochastic terrorism, but what do you think you're inspiring them to do? News Talk 1110993 WBT. The Un- so all right. University of Dayton, Ohio, they, they put in an application for a grant from the Department of Homeland Security. And they in their application, they link to a video of a conference, and they describe it as indicative of the university's work to assess regional needs and, ca- and capacities for violent extremism prevention and directing government evaluators to view it for more information. Okay, so you you watch this thing and you see in the video, University of Cincinnati researcher Michael Lodenthal, at the along with another speaker who specializes in genocide. I, I'm not sure committing it or whatever, but um, comparing the Trump administration to the Khmer Rouge, because the Khmer Rouge killed one and a half to two million people, as did Donald Trump, obviously. a A third speaker compared Florida Governor Ron DeSantis proposing a volunteer civilian military force to assist the National Guard during emergencies like hurricanes. uh, They called that uh, the Nazis uh, uh, and they're doing the Holocaust. Same thing. A DHS spokesperson told Fox News that the award of the grant money was unrelated to the seminar and rejected the notion that it supports any form of discrimination. Now, the University of Dayton similarly described the seminar as being separate from its program. A separate seminar, though, titled White Nationalism Workshop, featured this guy, Michael Lodenthal, where he talked about how anti-fascists could pressure financial services, retailers, service providers and various platforms to kick people off, promoting the deplatforming of alleged fascists who he compared to the mainstream political right. A lot of things we're doing are illegal, he says. A lot of it involves breaking the law, he said. He described hate speech as an act of war, calling it the quote, strategic deployment of organizational energy and power. He called for shutting down forces deemed, quote, extremist. It's not him. Do not get it in your mind that the things he's saying is extreme. No, no. To deny people that, to shut down their websites, to close their meetings, to physically prevent them from assembling in public. This is the belief, he said, also displaying an infographic of how anti fascists can infiltrate, surveil, and disrupt quote, far-right forces. He noted that in his, quote, younger years, he engaged in direct confrontation with alleged white supremacists, seemingly describing himself as a member of Antifa when he said, quote, we organized largely through networks. Today, people would call Antifa. Yeah, so I'm kind of thinking it might be Antifa. At a time, it was known as anti-racist action. They would follow white supremacists wherever they go to outnumber them and then to physically confront them and deny them the space to physically meet in public. This is the idea of deplatforming, he said. And he added at the time that he was a medical worker who provided abortion services, because of course he was, um, and he frequently retweeted Antifa accounts and appeared to defend left-wing violence on social media. This information that was obtained through Freedom of Information requests has now been turned over to Congressman Jim Jordan, chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, as well as the newly established Subcommittee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government. The Media Research Center uncovered this documentation, which proves that the U.S. government is colluding with left-wing activists, academics, and state and local officials in an active effort to target some of the most prestigious conservatives and prominent political, religious, and and media groups in America trying to link them directly to Nazis and terrorists. The American people need to know that those who are abusing their positions in the federal government will be held accountable. All right, so what is this? This is the Steele dossier. That's what this is. This is the same information laundering that we saw with the Steele dossier. The planting of the story, the use of government relying on the story in order to get government action, right, right? knowing that you planted the information there in the first place, right? You funded this operation. You fund this operation. It creates then this loop. The planted story is used for the action, which then creates a story, which is then used for more action, and it becomes this loop. Not to mention, you're calling half of the country, literally half of the country, the equivalent of Nazis, And while, look, me personally, I don't give a flying fig newton what you think about me, lefties. I really don't. I really don't care. I I quit caring a long time ago. Now, the problem, though, is that I do care what your followers think. I do care what they're going to believe about an entire population of their fellow citizens. And as they get older and they take control over the levers of government, and you've embedded in them a deep-seated hatred of other people, I do worry about how they will exert their power in the future. Because what we have determined with your deplatforming, with your bully tactics, with your dehumanizing psyops, what we have determined is that you are no better than the people you claim oppressed your ancestors. You are all the same. You are engaging in the same behavior, the dehumanizing of your political opponents. So when you guys grow up and you get the power, then what? Do we get to see some genocides, or is it different when Democrats do it? Is it different when the left engages in this stuff? Or do we end up with just the same amount of dead bodies? Well, actually more, if leftism's history is any indication. All right. Hey, real quick. It is estimated that more than six million Americans have Alzheimer's. It affected my family. My grandpa had it. New research and treatments are showing promise, but there's still a long way to go. So can you help me by supporting the Alzheimer's Association's Western Carolina chapter? The Family Dance Party Charlotte's on June 10th. From 1 o'clock until 5 o'clock, it's at the Roxbury Nightclub in Uptown Charlotte. Go to mix1079.com and get tickets and come bust a move on the dance floor or donate tickets to a family that's battling the disease. The Family Dance Party is presented by Jameson Realty. Again, if you can help us out, I appreciate it. Go to mix1079.com and thank you for considering the request.